1: Hey, everybody, welcome. I want to welcome you to the Dr. Pat Show. I want to welcome you to Transformation Talk Radio. And for those of you out there, the Transformation Network, transformationradio.fm, you know, why am I saying all of that? I'll tell you why. Because each and every one of us has a dream inside, we have it in there. And sometimes the dream is I'm going to get up today and I'm going to go to my job and to come home and I'm going to play Monopoly with my children. Maybe that's the dream. You know, sometimes for me in my life, my dream was I'm going to get up today. I'm going to go get them hot dogs ready in the hot dog cart. I'm really looking forward to talking to Larry and Joe and Mary. I know what their hot dogs are going to look like. I know how to put them together. I know exactly what time they're going to be there. I'm going to have these great conversations with people. That was maybe that's the dream. Whatever it is, whatever it is, You know, the state of our state of mind is important. That's today's show with Deborah Green. The state of our state of mind in America. What is it about? What are we going to choose for ourselves? How are we going to do it? And, you know, someone said to me a while ago, Many, many years ago, they said, Pat, you know, when you're thinking you don't have a lot of choice, when you're thinking maybe there's something you're not going to really be sure you're going to get done in your life. You know, if you're thinking maybe you're going to have a limited, dead-end job for the rest of your life, remember, you have the power to choose. You can choose how you feel about all of that, what you envision, and what life is about. Deborah Green's about that. You know, it's about having a vision. It's about creating a life that's on the winning side of consciousness. It's whether you're working in a corporation, whether you're an entrepreneur, whether you have a a nonprofit, whether you want to end addiction in the United States, uh, it doesn't really matter. What matters is that you're using your creativity to create a better world. And that's going to take on a lot of different things, a lot of different meanings. We're going to talk with Deborah today about that, writer, educator. You know, she is someone that has been plugged into the idea of mindfulness early, early on. But we cannot be fully aware if we are absolutely held prisoner by the limitations that our mind would have us believe. Deborah, welcome to the show. It's great to have you here.
2: Yes,
1: great to talk to you again. Let's talk about evolution. of What happened What happened since we last talked? Let, let's just get <laughs> caught. Let, let's catch up here for a minute. You know, when you're on the kind of journey you're on, and I'd love for you to talk to our listeners about what that is, mm. it, you cannot help for it to change you. Yeah. What is it about what you've seen here since the last time you've been on with us What has changed in the world from your perspective? What has changed in you? And what has changed maybe in the mindset of folks here?
2: Uh, So when I left, it was uh, July 1st. I got on the road and started in Seattle. And um, when we had spoken, I had uh, been to 17 17 or 18 states by the time we had spoken. So I'd Mm -hmm. already done hundreds of interviews and, um, but it was during a time where we, it was very violent. There was a lot of violence going on and Mm -hmm. it was during the, um, Republican and Democratic convention. And I ended up being in North Carolina for the Democratic convention, which I felt was a really good place to land at that moment. Um, you know, and to see, you know, the paradoxes that we're all holding in our lives, and, um, being able to speak to somebody who has 900 guns and, and who uh, at first glance, I might think I don't have a lot in common with, and then to be able to sit long enough to have one of the deepest spiritual conversations that I had my entire trip was with this man who believes in militia. And, um, you know, so to find that commonality and then, and then, uh, grow a deeper understanding and he then had first-hand experience of you know a northerner in a way that he never had had before you know mm-hmm. in the same way that I had um, by the time I got back around you know yeah. I had I had all the moments that people talk about which which range from you know wherever you go there you are mm-hmm. so you can literally get in the car and travel 8500 miles and if you're not dealing with yourself you're you're not going to be changed, and I was really um, aware of that and aware of my own thinking and having distance from my own life enough to kind of uh, really feel how what was going on in the world was affecting me and um, meeting myself and making whatever changes I wanted to make for myself, so that that was a great personal journey, but in addition to that, going across the country, and I just... It's one of those things that, you know, you put yourself out there in a way that sometimes you're just led to the right place at the right moment. And mm-hmm. I always seemed to be right in the area of the country where things were going on. And um, so when I got to Chicago, I was there on the, uh, the day of the 500th homicide and able to go directly, you know, into Humboldt Park in um, Chicago and just walk up to a bunch of different gangs and, and and having the conversations that needed to be had or that I felt like I wanted to have and and be welcomed into different groups of people um, and find out what their state of mind was about guns and peace and peace in mm-hmm. their neighborhood, as mm-hmm. well as being at the pipeline. So, um, which was incredibly, you know, really did change me as a person to speak to different tribes and, um, have a firsthand experience of um, some of those ceremonies and some of the beliefs of our land of America that I've never experienced before. Mm. It was incre- incredibly grounding. Mm-hmm. The other thing that I did want to say, which I would just recommend to people, you know, there's a yeah. difference between flying places. I, th- I think yes, the more yes. you travel, the better it is because you then open your mind to... You know, other people as opposed to just saying, oh, that's them, this is me. You know, that mm-hmm. travel is the best thing to, um, to take away uh, boundaries, you know, and, and, you know, build bridges. However, the fact that driving is so much better than flying in from place to place because it gives you the space and the time to imagine what it's like to actually live in different areas of the world. And then yeah. really put yourself into what would this be like? You know, I'm this far away from the coast. I am landlocked. I have big sky, or I am confined by a city, or there's only, you know, a thousand people in my, uh, my town, or there's seven million people in my city, and, and really get to feel like what that feels like.
1: Yeah, I mean, I I think that what you're saying is, you know, we're kind of locking our, you know, we're locking horns in the debate um, about, you know, the energy and the vibration that we all have. But as we're locking our horns in the debate, the part of the problem is that, uh, wait a minute, wait a minute, we are now the debate. Let's take a short break, everyone. Uh, We are going to be right back. Deborah Green's in the house. We're going to talk about, like, what is it? Uh, where are we how do we make the shift uh, what is it about ourselves that we can change to show up differently all of the above here right on the Dr. Pat show everybody we're going to take a shorty we'll be right back
2: oh, the cry. smell the sea and
0: Feel the scan. Let your soul and spirit fly into the. Mystery. Transformation Talk Radio is dedicated to the education and awareness of Lyme disease. Experiencing difficulty focusing or setting and achieving goals? Tune in to Spiritual Diagnostics Radio with psychic visionary healers Carol Dorian and Suzanne Evans. Discover the cause and effect of unwanted patterns in life. Tune in every Tuesday at 12 p.m. Pacific on Transformation Talk Radio. For more
2: information, visit SpiritualDeed.com.
0: Calling all intuits, healers, and readers, you are invited to the Women of Wisdom Fall Festival. Join us as we celebrate the bounty of our Mother Earth on October 1st at North Seattle Community College. We're looking for a variety of practitioners and experts in the art of energy healings, intuitive readings, and bodywork. If you are a reader, healer, or an artisan selling handmade arts and crafts, we invite you to share your gifts with the Women of Wisdom community. Go to womenofwisdom.org to apply.
1: Hey, everybody. Welcome back. Welcome back. I got a little disco moment right there. Thanks for tuning us in and turning us on. If you want to find out more about us, go to the Dr. Please download our app and then you get to take us wherever you want to go or go to transformation talk radio again, download the app and you can take us in a car. Uh, Yeah, all of the above. Uh, But Please know that we're so grateful for all of you. You are the best listeners on the planet. You're amazing. Um, One of the things I love is we have some of the most incredible guests that join us on air. Deborah Green is one of those folks. And we wanted to check back around with her because when you are on the road, when you're doing the tour, when you're speaking with people, generally, we're not in the kind of season we're in right now. But if you are her and you have been in this season, Deborah, I think the question is, what have you seen? What have you heard? And how has all of this changed you now?
2: I think one of the biggest things I learned, if you want takeaways, like overall takeaways, is um, the thing that has become incredibly clear is it's very simple as people. If you feel, if people feel safe, they're kind. And, even generous and that may sound very you know um naive but it's the truth it's in any given situation i've been in situations where i might have been threatened and if you approach it in a different in a different way where it's clear that you're coming to them with an open heart and safe you know nine times out of ten you're going to be okay and people will come to you and and come out of kindness and I think that's really important to look at because what's happening is that people don't feel safe and they don't feel safe either as a person in their relationships or in their job or in the safety of their income and their family or as a nation, you know, and that is what um, getting in the way of the kindness and um, going face to face in the way that I have been um, allows us to kind of, Sit over, you know, kind of step over that for a second to just, you know, handle each other person to person. Mm -hmm. I've sat across from people who've said things that, you know, you know, may be considered appalling in other situations. But you sit and you listen, and then you ask the questions, and, and you ask the context, so that they don't feel judged long enough for us to try to grapple with and find the the humanity in it. The other thing that I really believe um, is that there is more love than hate, and that is not being expressed. That what's happening is that you know, like what I was saying uh, before we got on air about this morning. For me, I woke up and I woke up to dreams about the debate and things that are going on, and I, you know, I woke up and felt like I needed to shower, and and that was in my head. You know, and I needed to take responsibility in the morning to remind myself of what I learned while I was on the road and to put myself back in that frame frame of mind so that I didn't go into the day partially cut off.
1: Because mm-hmm. that's going
2: to affect how I bring my peace to the world if I am in that place. Um, so one, there was um, there was one guy that I talked to in Chicago, you know, Who's really working on the violence from within, uh, from within neighborhoods that are very, very violent? And um, mm-hmm. his his perspective was, you know, you know, the thought is the the start of it all, and he is working on creating activism within the people that he's involved with to, you know, to put that put their state of mind uh, towards something positive before they go out on the street and. That's a great thing to hear, you know. So that you even have, you know, people in the, you know, who are involved in gangs who are like, no, we are in charge of our minds, and we need to establish a more peaceful existence. Um, so it's going on all over. People are mm-hmm. working to uh, balance themselves, and I think I think that's one of the biggest things that I've learned. Um, and what I think is going on also is. You know, it, it reminds me of the, uh, when I came back from college and I, you know, I, actually, my whole life I've kind of been kicked under the table, you know, by different people to try to get me to shut up. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm always the one that's talking about the thing that kind of brings it up, you know, brings up discussion or potential conflict and things like that. Um, <laughs> and I, I, I remember coming back from college and starting a conversation about, um, It was religion or something that I had learned in my new belief that I had. And I was being kicked under the table by a sibling. But my dad had a new table, and the table was glass.
1: (laughs) So you could see that I was being kicked under the table. (laughs) That's funny. That is a a riot. That is funny. I remember looking down and saying, what? Like, looking Uh
2: through the glass, going, (laughs) what? We can see you're trying to shut me up. But the thing that was incredible about that moment was that collectively at the table, people still were pretending that they didn't see me being kicked because it was more important in that context to have me be quiet than to recognize something was being pushed under the table. And that's what's happening right now is that we can all see through the table and the agreements are off. We are no longer willing to pretend like we don't, see that this is what's going on and unfortunately or fortunately that's both sides of the coin coin the positive yeah. and the negative
1: mm-hmm. so
2: you're going to hear things that you know you might think are, are are horrific and one person believes and the other person doesn't but we're going to hear them because we're not willing to say that didn't happen it did that person said that that person believes this i believe that and now we're going to have to figure out how to deal with each other
1: Well, I I mean, I mean, really, this is how do we deal with each other? How do we deal with our own feelings? You know, how do we deal Mm -hmm. with, you know, a mindset that's just run amok? And, you know, it's really interesting. I was talking to a friend of mine uh, 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 on the East Coast who has had to go to therapy. Uh, She says, I got to go to therapy. And I I said, "Okay," And I said, well, was that new to her? Yeah, it was new to her. She's like, I had to go to therapy. I just can't, you know, I can't deal with what's going on. And I said to her, okay, well, can you talk to your partner? Uh, And, you know, her answer was, you got to be kidding, Pat, right? And I, I, no, I wasn't kidding. I was like, okay. And so the good news is she recognized there was something out of balance for her and that she had to do something. That was going to get her back on track. Now, she, you know, clearly yep. my friend has got a spiritual counselor and, you know, she she has a toolbox that she can go to. But when we have this thing that we called our mind or our mindset or our state of mind, it it's one thing for it to be kind of like Deborah, right? It's one thing for it to be shocking. Like I've had some things in my life that are shocking. You know, a mother, a stepmom that dies suddenly is shocking Mm -hmm. to me. Uh, But I've had a lot of things in my life that have been more like a slow and steady deterioration of my ability to keep a positive mindset. Now, I got a lot more tools now. So what do you what do you what do you say to folks? I mean, you know, how can we beyond the pulse of not only what's going on in our mind, but what we're feeling in our hearts.
2: Well, you know, the thing that you're talking about is there's trauma and there's different types of trauma. Yeah. And trauma affects the brain and the body differently. What we're experiencing on a daily is a different type of trauma because it's insidious and therefore it becomes exponential. You know, so it's almost like the... um, the story of the frog in the in the hot water. That if you put the frog in a boiling uh, a a, a thing, uh, excuse me <laughs> a bowl that's already boiling, right? A pot mm-hmm. that's already boiling. It will try to jump out. But if you put um, a frog in a, a pot and let it boil slowly, it just handles the pain, handles the pain, and will die. And that's why this kind of trauma, the the small ways that every day we're allowing ourselves to chip away at like, okay, well, that's going to be, I'm okay with that. Okay. Well, I guess I can be okay with that. You know, that's where we're slowly, you know, chipping away at what's, what's important to us in our own personal integrity. And I think we bring that anxiety of not being complete within ourselves of what's being true to us into mm-hmm. our lives. We just don't feel complete anymore because we are slowly allowing things to happen in the world and in our direct life that don't match who we are. Um, So that's the work, is to slowly be able to know your no's and know your yes's, because that makes you a more um, trustworthy person in general in in life. I would much prefer to work with and have people in my world that can say no, because I know when they say yes, their yes is a yes. You know, and that's part of, I think, what's going on um, in our politics is slowly allowing things to be said and to be done that are not, that should not be on this stage. Uh, Yes?
1: Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, Ah, um,
2: I had one one teacher who talked about if if you're stepping over yourself and every time you step over yourself, you're leaving a piece of yourself behind.
1: Yeah. I'm just really struck by and you know really thinking about moving forward here on the shows we do, I'm really yeah. thinking about the healing that is really uh, yeah we're really thinking about what is it that we can do here on on the network on transformation talk radio, what is it that we can do collectively? And one of the mm-hmm. things that we thought about was reaching out to all of our hosts, all of the people we work with, and say, as we go in to next month, what if we all were to do a something really different? Um, and, you know, that's like, that is what we're going to do, because I I'm not different than anybody listening to this show. We're all subject to having our hearts broken. Uh, to having things go on in life, the question mark really is, how are we in our recovery? You know what I mean? Where are we in the recovery switch? And that's what I want to talk with you about when we come back. Before we go to break, what's the best way for folks to find out more about you? How can they get involved? Please share that with us.
2: Sure. Please do contact us at info at com. And what you're talking about is very much what we're doing on a on a global way, and allowing people to connect with each other um, in moments where they can just take a break and feel connected at the same time, um, and hopefully that will uh, help with uh, gaining understanding between people. So you can also find out more information on LiveAMoment.com. Awesome.
1: We're going to take a short break. When we come back. You know, uh-huh. let's talk about. How do we create our own movement? How do we create that from within? What is it that, you know, we would love, Deborah, for you to share with us on what are some of the things that you have learned from the people out there? What is their go-to? What do they have in their toolkits? And how can each of us show up fully ready to go so amazingly? to that place of peace. Take a short break, everyone. We'll be right back.
0: What if I told you and contact her at VoicesOfWomentoday.com. That's VoicesOfWomentoday.com. Tune in to Lucid Planet Radio with Dr. Kelly Neff. This hit show will illuminate your senses and empower you beyond your daily stressors and hardships. Renowned psychologist and author Dr. Kelly will captivate you with far-reaching topics and amazing guests as you wake to the greatest version of yourself. Learn to tap into your intuitions, think critically about our world, heal emotional and psychological wounds, and follow your passions to live your dreams. The Lucid Planet. Welcome home. Visit lucidplanetradio.com
1: for more information. Tune into the Michael Shane show the 3rd Tuesday of each month at 11am Pacific on transformationtalkradio.com and connect with the ascended beings to raise your vibration and manifest the life you desire. Get ready to receive healing through the transphysical mediumship of Reverend Michael Shane and the ascended beings. Visit michaelshane.com. That's M Y C H A E L Shane.com and call 425-971-6632 to schedule your full
0: healing session now. Have you wanted to be intuitive or psychic, but thought those gifts were only for certain people? Hi, my name is Deb Acker, and in addition to being the host of Truth Talk Radio, I'm an intuitive life coach and energy healer. I clear energy blocks to all areas of life, including intuition. Did you know that we're all intuitive, but many times we receive certain messages in our childhood that block us from being able to tune into our intuition at all times? What if you could clear these blocks to access your gifts and always know the truth in any given moment? Don't think it's possible? I was there not long ago. I thought only others had these gifts and you were either born with it or you weren't. I now know we're all intuitive and you can clear the blocks that stop you from being able to access your intuition on all levels. On the other side, I now have others to become intuitive, even psychic. And if this resonates for you and you're ready to own your intuitive powers, I'd love to gift you with my pattern identification session. Simply contact me on the contact page of my website, deborahacker.com. That's D-E-B-O-R-A-H-A-C-K-E-R.com. And let me know you heard about this gift through Transformation Talk Radio. I look forward to connecting soon.
1: Wow. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. It's so great to have all of you tune us in and turn us on. You know, I'm probably a little bit older than a lot of you uh, listening to the show. I'm certainly uh, a a bit older than the people I get to work with, of course, except for Linda. She's older than me. But, (laughs) But the thing is that it is really hard sometimes to show up in life. And it's really hard to show up in life when, you know, the day-to-day things are happening. I know for me, when I was homeless at 17, Deborah, you know, I I had to show up or perish. I had to take action on my own behalf. I had to be willing to ask people for money. You know, I wasn't willing to throw the towel in. And say, I'm going to live on the streets for the rest of my life. Now, why is that for me? Why was that me? I don't really know. Um, But the world we live in today is also asking us not to throw the towel in. But it's also asking us to consider some other things. And you've got a really interesting story to share with folks. Because you've been traveling around. You've been talking to a lot of people. And so, you know, tell us what it is that you've discovered that people are, A, willing to willing to do or not willing to do?
2: I honestly think even the most extreme points of view are almost looking for a reason to shift. Um, I, I do. People are willing to express more and willing to step to the table in conversation. And it may be because I'm in a point in, in my life where I just feel like, you know, all bets are off. You know, my life is not exactly as I thought it was going to be, which allows me to just say I can write the script any way I want to, you know, which is part of the reason why, you know, I shifted my world to, you know, commit to this project and literally, you know, travel the planet and and speak to people about their state of mind and their state of peace. And I think I come in there in a way that allows people to communicate with me. And what I'm finding is that they are looking for that shift. They want to have the conversation, but they don't want to be judged. Again, they want to feel safe, and when they feel safe, they are kind. And when you were talking about a toolkit earlier, you know, uh, yes. people, you know, this mindfulness thing, people are talking about it like it's something new. And and it isn't. This goes back to the turn of time, you know, in different ways, whether you want to call it prayer or some sort of... Um, Uh, spiritual practice or, you know, a chant or however it it happens throughout history, to be able to center and take a moment and um, disengage so you can engage more deeply with people, this is how we function as human beings, and we know it scientifically now, too. And I think that's the reason why mindfulness is, one of the reasons why mindfulness is really uh, making a leap into all areas of our life, is because people are done. People are done stepping over themselves. That's like what I was talking about earlier. Mm-hmm. They mm-hmm. want to find peace of mind. They want to find connection. And there's a sense, there is a sense that the more we engage in superficial ways, the more it, it, it's making us feel ill at ease, and the more we're really reaching back for our own sense myself, and I'm sure you've had that experience too, Yeah. and when you were describing being out on the street, you cannot hear that still voice within your head, the one that's going to lead you down the path, that's going to get you silent enough to know which direction to go and how to handle something, unless you have some sort of stillness within your being. Mm. It's it's just how we function, it's how all of us are wired. So this is universal. right?
1: Well, you know, one of the things I one of the things I want to get back to you and what you just said is what I'm really struck by is something we don't talk enough about And that is, you know, you could have walked away from that conversation. The gentleman could have walked away from the conversation. You could have continued to talk and, you know, uh, ask questions and the gentleman could have walked away. So there's one thing that we don't talk enough about. And I really think it's because I'm not sure we know how to do it. And that is meet each other in the middle, you know, mm-hmm. to find a place where, um, you know, where I, I just love some of the poetry out there. You, you mm-hmm. know, I'll, I'll meet you in a field and, mm-hmm. you know, the <laughs> beyond right too. or wrong, let's like meet in that field beyond right or wrong. And, you know, what I just heard you say is that was the field that you met. In that moment, that very mm. moment, that's the field that both of you were willing to come to. Um, right. I hope that we can remember, all of us remember, you know, over the next several months that that field has not gotten away. That well, is that, a place we bring,
2: that we can go. Thank you for bringing that up. And you know what? We bring that with us. It could... It, It took a lot, you know, in different different situations around the country and especially when I travel overseas, you know, to just stay in stillness, you know, and stay within the space of my heart, you know, when I speak to people so that I can hear them and I can hear past their words sometimes Mm
1: -hmm. and
2: get to that field. Because otherwise, you know, I'm not meeting them in a place where they're going to want to open up and let me know how those thoughts came about. And if I do that, we're done. You know, That's it. That's the end of the conversation. And Mm. that's my favorite moment in a way. Actually, as we're talking about it, I can kind of feel it. It's like that moment when somebody says something and they expect me to react a certain way and I don't. Yeah. You can almost feel it in the air between us. Because it takes it takes them off guard slightly, and then they have to recalibrate and continue the conversation because it didn't push me away. I stayed, you know, and I stayed and I remained centered in myself. So it's a self-possessed person meeting somebody else as a self-possessed person. And by doing that, it allows for a bridge rather than a chasm. And that is key in those moments and those conversations.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: I actually you know, it's... would challenge people, you mm-hmm. know, to take, actually go to lunch, like what, what that guy said, you know, take a blank to lunch, take somebody to lunch who is completely different than you, just to get to know them. Don't talk politics, don't talk religion, you don't have to start with the hard stuff, just get to <laughs> know somebody outside of what you think, you know, you would relate to, and find out who they really are. Um, that's a huge piece of what we're doing and creating as a movement and through the app that we're creating is allowing people to breathe at the same moment in time around the world, you Mm -hmm. know, outside of religion and politics and and, uh, even spirituality, to just take a breath collectively and plug in one or two words and see how many people around the planet are having the same thought at the same time and Mm -hmm. we're working with huge organizations all over the world so that we're able to get a mass of people at once to to really get a sense of, okay, let's just take this down a notch. Can we center in our goodness for, for, you know, one second? And we talk about this within the culture of the company, is that we're a company of best self versus self-interest. And that is done because that's what we want to create in the world. So I need to create it in my life first and within my company.
1: Oh, there's no we question about it. Yeah,
2: best self versus self-interest. And what that means is if that's in your psyche, that's in every decision you make. Because mm. oftentimes, you know, what's our, our best self might not be what we really want. And we might want to manipulate the situation to go in this direction because, you know, that's my self-interest. But guess what? That's not your best self, and that's not the right thing to do in this moment. And that's part of having the stillness to make choices and be able to look somebody in the eye who's different than you. That's the best self moment.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, as I was talking about that, I just got an instant message from one of our listeners. And and thank you for sending that message to us, Joni. One of the things that I wanted to say is that this is uh, what I stated was uh, was by Rumi, there is a field. And it goes like yeah. this. Out beyond ideas of wrongdoing and doing, there is a field. I'll meet you there. When the soul lies down in that grass, the world is too full to talk about. <laughs> That's by Rumi. Let's take a short break. We'll be right back. Oh,
0: Have you ever wanted to learn about the colors of your chakras? Well, now's your chance. Lynn Brown, host of Get Into It, is hosting an event Friday, November 4th from 7 to 8.30 p.m. in Mount Vernon. Every person will get a reading on the most prominent color in their aura. Join Lynn Brown November 4th at the Riverwalk Studio in Mount Vernon. To register for this event, call 360-588-4713. That's 360-588-4713. Are you sick of feeling overworked with no motivation? Take a break from the daily grind. Life Coach Nicole Eisler is here to provide a healing journey of optimism. Passionate and caring, Nicole is no ordinary soul. Her dedication to helping everyone has no limit. Witness the power of positivity. Tune in every first and third Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific for Positivity Party Radio with Nicole Eisler on Transformation Talk Radio. For more information, visit BigDreamAwakening.com. The Innate Healer relies upon us to assist in this healing process. Our role is to identify its needs, provide the substances required for the healing, and remove the obstacle. Contact us to achieve optimal health at 888-777-4232. That's 888-777-4232. And visit us at maryjanemack.com.
1: Hey, everybody. Welcome back. I'm Dr. Pat. Thank you for tuning us in and turning us on. Uh, it's so great to have all of you chime into the conversation. And, uh, you know, Deborah, we're going to talk about, you know, a remembrance, a reminder. You know, there's a there's a film I uh, that uh, it, I believe is coming out. I don't have the exact information, but, you know, it's a film. It's called Denial. And, you know, it's an important conversation to have about you know, what it is we're willing to explore in our lives. I just read from Rumi, and you and I were chatting during the break, and we were like, I said to you, you know, I don't really want to go back to 1207 or whatever that period of time was. Certainly not with Rumi in what we now know as Afghanistan. That wouldn't be my vision. Um, And you were just chatting about your dad as well. I'm just reminded about how easy it is for us to not just forget, but almost convince ourselves and into a place of denial. And, you know, yeah. this movie that came from the book by Lipstadt, you know, was about denial. You know, yeah. it was uh, about how easily we are willing to forget. And by the way, if someone can put up a really good argument about why we should believe something like uh, 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 Nazi Germany didn't exist, we are so willing to re- say, yeah, I believe it didn't. And you had something interesting to share about that. Well,
2: the thing that that I was interested in was what you were saying. Another quote yeah. that I always like is, a, it's a Shakespearean quote, which is, the truth will out. I mean, you can work really hard and spend a lot of energy pretending something isn't so, but the truth will out. It is a truth, and therefore it will exist in, in one form or another, whether it's positive or negatively. And what we were talking about was um, about wanting to live in, different periods of time, and my dad's a history buff, and, you know, he used to say things like, oh, I, I would love to be around during this period, or I wish I could go back and be around during that period, and I would say, you know, well, are, are you going back as a Jew in that period? <laughs> because I'm thinking it's not <laughs> going to be a lot of fun, you know, which, of course, is one of those comments that I did take down the a table for. But um, because you, you have to look at the whole truth of what's happening, and, and one of the things that's really... Was really impactful for me when I was um, at the pipeline was understanding firsthand um, and having an experience of these different tribes and what they bring to the table and who they are as people and how they relate to the land and how much pride they do have in America as well as um, their first culture, you know, their um, uh, their native culture. Mm-hmm. And what's going on in Germany is fascinating because. They, the way that they're teaching the next generation is so not to forget what happened.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're
2: teaching the next generation, you know, because there aren't a lot of Jews in, in Germany, and but there's a great history there that needs to be known, and they're teaching it in a way that's empathetic enough that the kids can come to it and say, okay, we're not going to let this happen again in our country. They're taking the responsibility, and they're shifting so that that can't happen again. And they are, you know, I mean, there's a, a great many Syrian refugees that are, are heading into that country because they're being welcomed. And that's part of what I think our wound is here, is our unwillingness to recognize and to heal that wound of how this country came to be. And that has to do with slavery, and it has to do with taking the land from and Indians and how we are, um, how we're teaching as a culture to deny that as opposed to looking at it and to making it part of our history to say, this is who we are, and this is all of who we are, mm-hmm. including the parts we don't want to look at, so that we can be more empathetic to create a society that we want.
1: Mm. And, and that's yeah. the bigger thing. Well, and you've, ju- you've been traveling and you've been talking with people and you've been hearing, hearing a diversity of, of opinions, uh, you know, hearing people where they are, not just in their minds, but from, from their heart. In the last show, we talked about fear. You know, Francine was talking about fear and how, you know, it is really time for us to really walk side by side with the light. And that sounds mm. a lot easier than, uh, it, to say it sounds actually easier than to do. But what she really reminded us of, that we have an innate ability to do it. What do you think it, it will take for us to really start to hold the light, you know, in the See, steps I, that we take? I
2: think we are.
1: Mm-hmm. I think that's what's happening. Mm-hmm. And that's
2: why yeah. uh-huh. the degrees of the darkness can come out because there is so much light yep. work going on. Okay, there you it, go.
1: It,
2: it wasn't safe enough for it to come out before, where now, you know, it's the pendulum swinging. When it swings it's far in one direction, it has to, you know, the balance of it comes back before we find the center. So I think that there is so much light happening that you have conversations about mindfulness and love, like the word love, in high-end corporate uh, cultures and, you know, virtue and integrity and on um, not just, a, you know, a, a way that has to do with how you um, brand your company but how you embody your company, that's happening. So those shifts are happening that allow us to have the darkness happen and be able to sit in it, which, by the way, is one of the biggest pieces of mindfulness. Being in the moment isn't always a beautiful moment. You have to be able to sit in a moment that is hard and mm. say, wow, this moment sucks. And I'm going, to, I'm going to retain my center and bring my best self to this moment as opposed to just whitewashing it and saying, oh, all is well with the world. That was one step of it. That was like when we first flexed our muscle and we were doing the affirmations and we were painting it into pink bubbles of like, I'm in the moment and it's so great. Now we're getting to the point where we can go, I'm in the moment and it sucks and I'm still okay and I'm still going to be my best self in this moment. That, that's the next step that we're going into. And that's the exciting part. And, and I do think that, you know, I feel as though people are wanting to find a, um, the love of country again. The thing that really hit me everywhere I went was that minority talked about love of country so much around the country. We are, we have to remember as Americans, we are an ideal, and as an ideal, that is a verb. Being an American is a verb, and that's what I want to see happen again for our country, is to recognize that there is an ideal here that's hard to live up to, but that action That flexing of our goodness and our uh, collectiveness, that's our strength.
1: And um, I think we're closer and closer. I do. Yeah. I think we're closer closer and closer and closer and closer to really remembering that we have a choice of how we come up in the world. We also have a choice of the good deeds we get to do in the world. You know, we also have a choice to remember Rumi, you know, that we can get beyond. Uh, there is a field. There is a field beyond wrongdoings and rightdoings. And I'll meet you there. We've got to be willing to say those words. Deborah, thank you for today. One last question. What's your personal message? What would you like to leave us with today? And please let folks know how they can find out more about you and get involved.
2: I think what I would want uh, to say is uh, that, is that, we need to take a breath in the mo- in each moment and uh, recognize and have interest and curiosity in how we are the same as well as how we are different and what we have to learn and to remember that culturally, it, that's what makes us strong as a nation is our differences and not to be afraid of not to be afraid of the dark because this is, the, this, is um, this is this is a breaking open and. I am actually excited for what comes next. And I also have to remember that in those moments where I wake up and have had those dreams and have to sit back and and put something else in my head. Um, And that we have the opportunity to do that collectively and how we can actually, when we come together, shift the planet simply by um, collectively focusing on
1: what is best and our best selves. Mm -hmm. Wow. Thank you so much, Deborah. Thank you for today. Wow. Um, I want to thank all of you for tuning us in and turning us on. You know, we are absolutely loving what is coming forth, what we're going to be, what we're going to be handing to all of you in more ways to stay in the light, to share the light and to be the light. We'll see you next time.